This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Pastor Corey is preaching today, and we hope you enjoy. Real quickly, let us go to the Word of God. Let us go to the Word of God real quickly. You can continue to stand on your feet. John, John chapter 21. John chapter John chapter 21 <laughs> John chapter 21 verse 10 Lord we bless you We bless your name, God. John chapter 21, verse 10. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to move to the word of God, but I still, still sense we got some grateful people in the house. <laughs> Let's Listen, let's, John chapter 21, verse 10, and if you could stand for the reading of the word, I'm going to ask that you're able to stand, would you stand with me as we read the word of God? John chapter 21, verse 10, and it reads, Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon, Peter, climbed back in the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. And when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. 
And Jesus said, feed my sheep. It is my assignment and my purpose on this morning to talk to you through a subject titled, Teach Me How to Love. Somebody say, teach me how to love. Come on and bless God as you take your seats. Teach me how to love. On this past Sunday, we begin a series entitled Unconditional. And over the next several weeks, we're going to dive and really unpack what this word love means. Not only what it, it means to God, but what it should mean to us and others. Growing up, y'all, um, just to let you in a little bit about your pastor, I grew up as a hopeless romantic. Yeah. I, I, I was always um, a lovey-dovey type of guy. Um, I, I, I love watching love story movies. I love love and basketball. Yeah, okay, I'm trying to see where the room is at, okay? Yeah, yeah, you watch it too. I, I'm a millennial and I, I, I grew up listening to artists like Chris Brown, um, Mario, Baby, you should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything. <laughs> okay, y'all gonna act. Okay. Okay, maybe that, that's, that's too forward for you. There, there was another, I'm, I'm not gonna go to Charlie Wilson because that's my mama. <laughs> And it's funny, my mama wouldn't let us listen to hip hop, but she would not mind us listening to some 105.7 and Uncle Charlie. <laughs> she said real music. <laughs> Woo! But after Uncle Charlie, there was a man by the name of Music Soul Child. And he wrote this song entitled, Teach Me How to Love. Show me your way to serve. Girl, I'm lost. Are we in church? <laughs> Music Soul Child teaches us something important that I think that we can apply to our conversation this morning and that it's not enough for me to love you, but I must know how I am to love you. Somebody say, teach me how to love. John chapter 13 verse 35 says that by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And it seems that Christians have misunderstood our brand 
and limited our responsibility to our morality. That it's possible to be moral and not even have a relationship with God. That we've identified ourselves by our church attendance. And church attendance doesn't make you a Christian just like sitting in a garage does not make you a car. Huh. That, that we should not be identified just by our morality in the question we all have to ask ourselves that if it wasn't for us abstaining from certain immoral behavior, if it wasn't from us abstaining um, from things and praying over our food or wearing a cross on our neck, if it wasn't for the Jesus t-shirts we would rock on our back, would people still know that we follow him? And I can't answer that question, but yes, it, it means, but if you answer that question, yes, it means that you may have been emphasizing and prioritizing the wrong thing. Because Jesus says the way people are supposed to know that you are his and that we are his is by the way that we love. So this is why I'm teaching on this topic for this next several weeks because in order for us to walk out this word love, we must become clear. And for some of us, we must become clearer on this type of love that is supposed to characterize and describe us as believers. If this subject of love is so important that Jesus said all of these commandments can be summed up by this one thing, that we must love the Lord, your God, and with all your heart, mind, and soul, and you must love your neighbor as you love yourself. We must be clear on what the love that he's talking about. And in this text in John chapter 21, the story begins with Peter James and John going fishing again and catching nothing. Jesus stands on the shore and asks them, did they catch anything? And they say, no. So he tells them which side of the boat to let their net on. He says, throw the net on the right side of the boat. And when they do that, they come up with fish. Here it is, sometimes your net is empty, not because you're in the wrong pond, not because you're in the wrong boat, not because you're not using the right net. Sometimes you're fishing on the wrong side. This is a critical point because Jesus knows where you need to throw your net in order for your debt to come up full. That's, my, that's why me following him is important in life because when I follow him, he tells me where to put my net. He tells me what relationships I ought to have. He tells me what relationships I shouldn't have because anytime he tells me where to put my net, he knows it's going to come up full. The Bible says that the next comes up full and it should break, but it doesn't break. Because Jesus wanted to make sure they didn't lose what, what uh, they had just increased in. That some increase, watch this, they lost before, but this increase that they got to keep. And I don't know who I'm talking to in this season, but in this season, you got to make up in your mind that you want everything that God has for you. Somebody say, I want all my increase. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't want to lose nothing. I had it before, but my net broke. But this time when God blesses me, I want to bring everything that he has for me aboard on my life. And anything that will cause me to not have everything that God has for me on my boat, I want God to dismiss it from my life. If you believe it, say yes. So Jesus, he stands at the shore and he sees their harvest and he tells them to come on and let's make breakfast. He tells me to give me what you just caught, mm. which speaks to the principle of generosity that we discussed last week. Because when you love God, the first thing you do is give him what you caught. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now watch this. Uh, they, they come to the shore and have breakfast. And while they're having breakfast, Jesus begins to have this conversation with Peter. And you'll notice that he asked Peter the same three questions. Same questions three times. Peter is insulted because obviously he thinks Peter feels a way that is not consistent with what he feels. Because just because I think I feel a way about God doesn't mean God thinks I feel the way about him. It's not how I feel, but it's how God feels about the way I feel about him. So what I need to find out is how does he feel? So he asks him three times a question. And he doesn't ask him three times, not because he has a hearing problem. It's because when Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Jesus uses one word for love, and Peter says, you know I love you, but he uses another word for love. Can I teach a little? Now, now this is what makes the New Testament a little complex, because when it was written, it was written in Greek that Jesus, he was born in a, a Greco-Roman culture. So, so if I'm Asian and I'm born in America, the dominant language here in America is English. And so although I may have my native language, if I'm going to function here, I've got to learn English. So he's born in a Greco-Roman culture. And here it is, Jesus, he spoke Hebrew and Aramaic, but he also undoubtedly spoke Greek. So when the New Testament was written, it was written in Greek. And what makes Greek so difficult is that when it is translated in English, the Greeks have more words than we do. For example, we have one word for love, but the Greeks have several. So when I say I love you, I say I love you. But it's the same I love you I use for my wife. And it's the same I love you I use for my children. And it's the same I love you when I use for my family. And it's the same I love you that I use for my friends. Are you following me? But the Greeks, they had a different word to describe their relationship. And I'm not going to unpack all of them, but I'm only going to unpack few. So if you're taking notes, the first love uh, description that we have in the Greek, we discussed them last week, but I wanted to put it on the screen so y'all can remember them, you in class. Uh, the first word is eros. Somebody say eros. Eros is from the word which we get eroticism or erotic love. This word the Greeks would use to describe 
a type of love when people, when people are attached to one another and in love. Not always a sexual love, but an intimacy type of love. So whenever there's a man and a woman in love, this is the word that the Greeks use. Now here's the thing. This word is conditional. Because the truth of the matter is, to operate in eros, you got to meet a certain condition and standard for me to love you. I hope that this word is conditional. I hope that you're not just eros in everybody. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm trying to help. Yeah, everybody has a level of standard in which you're attracted to. Some like them tall, but if you're like my wife, you like them short. Y'all, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, you, some, you like them with a six pack. Some, you like them round. Round is a shape. I'm in shape, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this type of love is unconditional, and it's important to know that, 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 that it's conditional because you like what you like. So now you ain't got to try to woo yourself and to motivate yourself into liking something you don't like. If you like it and that's how you like it, that's how you like it. There are some people that when they walk by, you say, ooh, wee. And your neck get the turning, your leg get the twitching, and your arm just. <laughs> and then there are other people who walk by and they just walk by. You just. <laughs> but it's conditional. And it's so important when it comes to relationship that we not learn to operate in eros because the truth of the matter is, at some point in time, that frame is going to change. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? We're loving and looking at what's on the outside. You better get to learn to know what's on the inside because at some point in life, that gray, that hair is going to start to gray. And at some point, that hair is going to start to lose. And that six-pack will go to a three-pack, to no-pack. And if you don't learn to love and what's inside that frame, you'll be, you'll be mystified whenever everything changes because your love was not built on agape. It was built on eros. And some of you, you have relationships that have soured before her because you thought it was love when it was really lust. Yeah, 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 yeah. You thought it was love, but it wasn't love. You just liked the way that they looked. You just liked what they had. You just liked how tall they were, but you did not take your time to get to know what was inside that frame. Somebody say eros. Yes, conditional. The second type of love that the Greeks describe is, is, is storhe. Come on, write that down. Somebody say storhe. Now, now, this is a family love. Now, this is the type of love that a parent has for a child and a child for a parent. It is also for individuals that are like family to us. Because we got a family, we got some family that we were born with. And we got some family that we add to after we were born. That's, that's why it's possible to have friends that we go up in life that are closer to us than even some blood that we were born in. 
Now, it's nothing wrong with this love. It's a natural type of love. It has its place, but this love is also conditional. Somebody say conditional. You got to be my family or have to see you as family for you to qualify for this love. The, the third type of love is phileo. Somebody say phileo. Yeah, write that down. Philadelphia is the city of what? Brotherly love. And because this is what it means, it deals with brotherly love. It is a word that the Greeks would use to describe friendship. There's nothing wrong with this love. That's my boy. I love him. Nothing wrong with this type of love. However, this love is conditional. Yeah, yeah, you got to be my friend in order for me to love you this way. Now, the last type of love is a word that we're focusing and honing in on all for the rest, next several weeks, and this is this word, agape. Somebody say, agape. Agape, now this love is reserved specifically for the divine. It is a divine attribute. This is why John says in an epistle in 1 John, God is love. And whoever does not love does not know God. For God is love. That they may claim that they know him, but they don't know him if they don't love. And they may come to church, but if they don't love, they just come to church. Because when you know him, you come to find out that he is love. And you don't agape without God. Agape is inseparable from God. As water is to wet, so is agape with God. The essence of his divine nature is agape. Now, this is the type of love that God demonstrates towards you and I. This is a love without condition. This is unconditional. Somebody say unconditional. And what separates this love from the other three is that this love is not an emotion. This love is not when we feel eros. This love is not when we feel phileo. This love is an agape. It is not an emotion. This is a love of the will. This is a love of a decision. This is an intentional effort, watch this, to seek the highest good for someone else, regardless of their response or reaction to you. Somebody said, we got some growing up to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, we seek the highest good for someone else, regardless of the response or reaction to you, there is no criteria that must be met. There is no prerequisite that anyone must achieve before experiencing this love. That this love that God loves us with, regardless of our condition. And I sold you last week, but let me show you again. How do I know this? Because Romans 5 and 8 says, while we were what? Yet sinners. God demonstrated what? His love in that. I, I love it. Why it says yet. The word yet is still sinners. Uh, in other words, God says, I'm not going to demonstrate my love for you based off you getting right for me. Because the truth of the matter is, if I had to wait for you to get right for me, you would never qualify for my love. 
love so because I know that you're not going to qualify for this type of love I'm going to give it before you get ready for me and that's the reason why we can learn to operate in agape is because I love you the way he's loved me. See, we got too many people who catch amnesia and act like you've never been wrong and act like you ain't never did anything wrong. That's why Jesus in Luke chapter 6 verse 38, when he's talking about give and it shall be given back unto you. I talked about it last week. He was not even talking about money. He was talking about forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says before you want to hold forgiveness, before you want to be mad and in your feelings and, and just hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I forgave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgave you when you wronged me. And so just as I forgave you, you need to forgive them because you remember how I forgave you. I, I, I wish I had somebody here. They can say, you know what, I, I've struggled with giving before, but when I look back over my life and I see how loving God has been for me, how we love each other, it should make it that much more easier because I'm a mess myself. I'm only talking to the real say, yeah, yeah, I know you bad and bougie this morning. I know you look all good, but there was a time where you didn't look as good as you were. There was a time where you didn't have it as together as you do right now. There was a time where you didn't have as much money as you have right now. There was a time where the broke up actually hurt your heart. There was a time where you almost lost your mind. And I wonder, is there anybody here that can say, I thank God because he loved me. Oh God, I thank God that he loved me and he loved me so well. Have you ever messed up and did anything wrong and God blessed you anyway? Have you ever done anything that you didn't deserve and God blessed you anyway? I'm just trying to take the church for any grateful saints that, that, that remember a time where you didn't deserve it, but he gave it anyway. That you didn't deserve it, but he made a way anyhow. That even on your best day, you were still right. It was still as filthy as rags. But he gave it anyway. Do I got any grateful people to say, I thank God because he got paid me? Oh. Oh. I thank him because the truth of the matter is, if he had to wait on me to get right, I wouldn't experience it. But it is with his love and his kindness that he wooed me. He just keep on being good to me. And because he keep on being good to me, I ain't got no other choice but to be good back to him. <laughs> so he loves us. What a God pay. Is this helping anybody? Now let's go back to John chapter 21. Because I think this is important. And I want to show you... Um, a few principles here on the screen. When you look at John 21, verse 15, Jesus says in verse 15, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me, agape, me more than these? Here it is. I'm not saying you're not going to love anything else. I just need to know that you love me the most. I need to know, watch this, am I your priority? Because when it comes to love, especially in a relational sense, it's not a matter of, do you love me, but do you love me most? Do you love me in a way where I'm prioritized? And, and watch what Peter says. Peter says, 
Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I phileo you. Yeah. Friendship with condition. Jesus says, feed my sheep. He comes back to him and, and, and he says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape me the second time? Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I phileo you. Uh, Y'all not going to help me preach in here. <laughs> Watch this. The third time, Jesus says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you phileo me? <laughs> and Peter says, yes, I phileo you. This is powerful because what he's saying is, wherever you are, fine. Feed my sheep. See, see, what God has to do in this series is raise some of our love level. <laughs> he has to get us from phileoing to agapeing. Because some of us are phileoing when we think we're really agapeing. But you don't agape him, you phileo him. See, that's why some of you, you come, sometimes you come and sometimes you don't. Oh, God, I knew it was going to get quiet right there. Because you don't agape him, you phileo him. That's why some of you, sometimes you worship and sometimes you don't. Because you phileo him, but not agape him. And, and that's why some of you, when problems arise in your life, the first thing you do is quit church. But yet you go to work. Because you phileo him, but not agape him. But I have to ask you these questions because if I had to, if I asked you these questions before the rooster crowed three times, you would have said you agape me, Peter. But now after you mess me up, you know you can't look me in my eye and tell me you phileo me when you don't, when you, when you, that you agape me when you only phileo me. See, see, you can't watch this stay there. Yeah, you got to raise your love level. And he says, you still treat me like I'm your boy. Now watch this. There is a lesson in that that we can all learn from this. Let's learn a lesson from Jesus. He acknowledged where Peter was. He says that's, in, in, that, that's where you are. And the problem with you and I is that we, we make them believe and we make people believe that they're on a love level not, that they're not on. In other words, they, they love us in a way that is inconsistent with how we feel that they should love us. But here it is. In this season of your life, it is, God is saying it is time to be done with trying to make people love you the way you ought to be loved. That's why he said, do you phileo me the third time? Because I just need to be clear that if you're going to phileo me, I need an understanding of how you're going to love me. I'm not going to continue to look for agape out of you when I know that you love me. And I'm talking to every single, every person in relationship. Stop trying to pour out your love to people who ain't loving you way back. Stop trying to love people and to make people. If you don't love me, you don't love me. If you don't like me, you don't like me. I just need to be clear that on where we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're going to post about me, post about me. If you're going to support me, support me. But what I cannot handle 
in this season is a vacillation and trying to wonder what side of the of the road that you're on. Either you're for me or you are against me. Somebody bump their neighbor and say, what side you're on? What's, I, I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. Not, not, not just what you say in public, but I need to know what you say in private. Don't, don't talk about me good in private and you're dragging my name through the mud in private. That's why Jesus, he posed a question to the disciples, who do men say that I am? Because I know when we get in the crowd setting, you're praising, you're praising my goodness. You're, you're, you're talking about my glory, but I need to know that you're clear of who I am in private. So who I am in private is consistent with what you're saying in public. And some of us were so faithful to people who, who, who weigh and woo us over with flattery and they're, don't, and they're talking behind our backs in private. And God is saying, it's time for you to get clarity on the level of relationships you have and say, if you do not agape me, we cool in the game. I just need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm done with trying to make somebody love me the way I know I deserve to be loved. <laughs> and sometimes you got to dismiss somebody because you know what you deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to disconnect yourself from people because you know your value. And the problem with many of us, we don't know our value. And watch this, because we do, know, we do not know our value, we're always putting ourselves on sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here. Yeah, yeah. So we got to lower ourselves and we got to dumb ourselves down to fit in on the level of relationship. How come when it comes to this relationship, why do I always got to come down to you? Why can't you never come up to me? Nope, I'm not selling it in this season. I wish all the single women say, I'm not selling it. I'm not selling it. I'm not selling it in this season. It's not a matter of can you love me? I need to know more than that. Can you come to church and worship with me. I wish I had some single women in here to say if you gonna love me, this is how I need to be loved. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming against every settling spirit to say I'm going to come down to your level of love. Nope, you gotta come up to where I'm at. <laughs> you gotta come up to me. I'm a child of God. Uh-uh. Some of you, you done cried too many tears to be playing around with the relationships. Uh-uh, I done been there, done that. If you want me, you got to come on my terms. We too grown to be playing games. Good God Almighty, I feel that Holy Ghost. You want to mess around, give me a promise ring. A promise what? No, 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 no. If you give me a problem, take that thing back and you can stay the right with it. If anything, you got to bring me. I wish I had. <laughs> what is this, junior high? See, it get real quiet right there. It's all right. So we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Is this junior high? Like, you got that out the 50-cent machine with you? Oh, promise ring. 
Promise me what? You already supposed to be doing that. Oh. You better bring me an engagement ring. Uh, yeah, uh. It ain't even got to be 14 carat. Let's just let it be something on there. Listen. <laughs> let it be a cubic zirconia. Just let it be something. But I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, listen, you got to get on one knee for this. Oh, it's tight. It's right because we've raised a generation of not just people in culture. We raised Christians where they're saying, You're, I'm good enough for you to lay with but not commit to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was going to get quiet. It's all right. Look right here because some of you, 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 you struggle with that and you've been sleeping together already. But here it is. We're going to get through this. No, 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 no. Preach, Holy Ghost. If I'm good to lay in the bed with, if I'm good enough to lay down in the bed with, I'm good enough to, to stand at the altar with too. And if you're not willing to stand with me, woof, dog, if you're not willing to stand with me, don't come up in my house trying to talk about some, talk about some, you want a massage? Y'all ain't talking to me. The devil is a liar. You want to watch Netflix and chill? Let's go lay down in the bed because we'll be more comfortable. Uh, no. No, 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 no. No, I, 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 I'm going to do love his way. And because I'm doing love his way, it's the more excellent way. Not culture's way, Christ's way. I know it's popular, that's what they do in culture, but we're not doing culture, we're doing it Christ's way. Yeah. And because I'm doing it Christ's way, I have to value not only what his word says, I have to value what his word says about me. I'm valuable. And you can't get what's available, what's supposed to be only for my husband. I knew it was going to be real tight, tight right there. But Holy Ghost going to speak anyhow. Here it is. He says, do you love me? Three times. Do you love me? I got pay you. I mean, I phileo you. Three times I phileo you. He says, okay, do you phileo me? He says, yes, I phileo you. And he says, feed my sheep. <laughs> he says, feed my sheep. Notice Jesus is clarifying to Peter how it is that Peter is to love him. Because it's not a matter of if you love me, it's a matter of loving me the way I need to be loved. <laughs> and so he's trying to teach him an important principle that, that one of the ways you love me is by loving what I love. Ah, 
You love me by loving what I love. And in a healthy, biblical sense, if it's something that you love, whoever you are in relationship with ought to love what you love. Don't say you love me and you're not loving what I love. Can I talk to the single mothers in here? Don't say you love me and you can't love me and my kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't try to dismiss and skip this process. If you're going to love me, you got to love me and Pookie. No. <laughs> I know you're going to date me for a while. I know you're going to woo me for a while. And I know we're going to do this thing. But at some point in time, you got to make up in your mind, you're not just going to take care of me. You got to take care of my children too. You better love what I love. He teaches them. This important principle. We got to have clarity on the level of love. And I'm not fin to dumb myself down to your level of love. You got to come up. And you gotta, we have to have clarity on this love, the type of love that we expect from those we're in relationship with. And what God is trying to do, he's trying to expand our perception, I'm done, of what it means to love him because some of us, we can start with agape, but somewhere along our relationship, we can turn into phileo. And some of us, we've been in relationship with people who have wronged us, who have hurt us, who have burnt us, and we start off agape and we turned into phileo. But this is what, what God says about our love for others. This, this is a love that doesn't exist from our own self. This is a love that exists from the Father. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, he says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been what? Poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given unto us. God says there is a limit and there is a boundary on your level of love. He says, you didn't have agape before you met me. He said, you can operate in eros, you can operate in storehead, you can operate in phileo, but one thing that you were insufficient in was agape. And he says, because of my love for you, I poured out agape in your life. And because I poured it out, you can give it away. But you know, the truth of the matter is, we quick to receive agape when we need it. But we're horrible at giving it when other people are in need of it. Ah, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you wrong somebody, you be, man, like, dang, I messed up. And you be wanting that forgiveness real quick. But when other people mess up, you ready to hold on to it. <laughs> Y'all, listen, I know I'm in the house. Y'all can look at me like I ain't talking to y'all. I'm talking to you. <laughs> God says, if you keep pouring it, I'll keep pouring it. If you keep using it, I'll keep using it. This dawned on me at the restaurant. 
Everybody else, we, y'all, we went to a, a marriage conference and we got poured into y'all and we got our marriages poured into y'all. And y'all, we had a great weekend. Y'all, me, ooh, me and Lady Renee, we had a good time. We had a good time. That's why I'm extra happy. Just, what's up? What got, what got into pastor? Y'all been with my boo this weekend. Just kid free. Woo, it's been wonderful. Yada, 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 yada. Yes, we got to know each other. Amen. The kids are in the class. Amen. While I was at the table, I noticed something. We were all just getting to know each other. We were talking and just fellowshipping. And y'all, um, something about your pastor. I'm, thir- I'm a thirsty individual. I just, I'm the type of person, they bring a drink, the drink is gone before he done left. I'm like, can you refill me again? And y'all, we all talking. Ain't nobody drinking the, the, the drink. And y'all, I'm the only one drinking. And as, as long as I kept drinking, that server kept coming back. They talking. And, and they talking, and I'm just the only one. Server like, you want some hope? As long as I kept using what was in my cup. He kept pouring. And some of you saying, I can't love on that level. And you can't love on that level because you stopped pouring. You 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 stopped pouring. And that's the reason why you don't have more of it. But the way you get more of it is to give more of it. We're standing all over this house. Somebody say, the way you get it is by giving it. Look at the person you're standing next to and say, don't stop pouring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is strictly just talking about your relationship with just other people. Yep. People, period. There ought to be some conditions in romantic relationships. Yeah. I can love the person, but that don't mean I got to be in a relationship with you. I'm talking about from you just being a believer, a born-again believer, and bearing the name of Jesus Christ. You are a Christ follower. And God is saying how people, how the world will know that you are my followers is not by how many scriptures you quote. It's not by how fluent you speak in tongues. It's not by how heavy and powerful your prayer life is. It's not by how many times you come to church. He says how people will know that you belong to me is how you agape them. What God wants to do in this series is raise our love level. We're a church where our mission is to love people from where they are to where Christ wants them to be. We love them on whatever level that they are. 
but I'm so glad we have a love that just don't leave people where we found them. We have a love that brings them to where God desires them to be. And if we're going to have the love in here, we got to have that same love out there. But we have to surrender ourselves and say, Lord, teach me how to love. I don't want to assume that I'm loving you the right way or loving others the right way. Teach me how to love. Show me what this other person needs. Show me what I can give this person. Teach me how to love. With every hand lifted, Father, I pray, God, through your word today that you challenged some, that you convicted some others. Maybe our love has been too conditional. And Father, I pray, God, that you will forgive us because some of us, we were convinced that we've been agape in you. When we really were phileoing you. Father, I pray, God, that you, that you do something significant in the hearts of your people and that you may turn ablaze our hearts to you that we might love you as we love others. That we might agape you as we agape others. Unconditional love. A love that say you can do me wrong and I'm gonna still treat you right. Thank you for listening to Heavenly Gospels Podcast. If you would like to partner with us and give on today, you can give via cash app, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.